back to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 937 The Ticket and TheTicketFM.com. We're back on the block with Stricken Bach. 93.7, the ticket, the ticketfm.com. The Sarah Heyman text line has been hot. I mean, I've just been throwing crazy stuff that's been popping into my head. I'm hoping you're not like, what's going on with Stricky? It's not Thirsty Thursday yet. <laughs> maybe, maybe he is he all right? Uh, maybe I need to pop open one and have a drink. All this moving and stuff, a lot on, on the brain. And it's just been tabulating all kinds of craziness that's been going on in my head. But uh, what you got, man? Is there anything on the uh, Sardar Heyman text line? Yeah, first let's uh, head to uh, YouTube. Obviously, you can see us on YouTube ah. on the Sardar Heyman video stream. Uh, Natraborn Skur says, my question is why hasn't more time been spent on finding better O-line for football? They have done great Ooh. on trying to plug all the other holes. Um, so still concerned about that offensive line. I think it's – and I, I want to ask, ask Brian Munson uh, this tomorrow as we have him on the ticket water cooler. I think that there just doesn't seem to be a whole lot of high-value offensive linemen in the portal. It might be one mm-hmm. of the reasons why. Um, they, You know, for what it's worth, they, they grabbed Kevin Williams Jr. Um, you know, they got the transfer from, from Oklahoma State and Hunter Anthony. So they've got a few guys there. They just don't seem like – Home runs, as far as like some of these other you know guys go, but uh, we'll see. They when we're gonna get back to the pipeline. Remember the pipeline when we used to just see Zadiskas and Weaker and Riolas and and they they were just mashing people. When we gonna get back to the pipeline? I just I don't want a pipe. We don't even need the pipeline. Just like one of those guys would be quite helpful. (laughs) I guess Cam Jurgens is probably you know Cam Jurgens broke through. Yeah, Yeah. but you that that is I mean that's gonna be an interesting thing because. The center position's importance in making sure the calls and, you know, the shifts and, you know, the different blocking schemes that they're going to implement based on the line front, all that stuff's important. Like, who's going to do that replacement? That's, that's, I mean, how is they going to handle that? So that's, you're right, man. I think it's an important thing, you know, having a few or one of those. But, hey, I digress. I'm going to shut up because we got to get to it. Yeah, and then the other thing, too, is I think that Casey Thompson is going to be a better passer than Adrian, um, but I don't know if he's going to handle pressure quite as good because he's not as big. Um, from the tape I saw, it seems like if you kind of collapse on him, it'll go down pretty easy. Um, so I, I'm a little bit concerned about that, so I think that's a good point to bring up. Uh, quickly, we'll run through these so we can kind of get to our, our next subject, though. Uh, Dusty says, we're 9 on three, we're nine and 3 on paper, recruiting every year, and it ain't getting done. So uh, maybe still thinking twice about the, the recruiting wins for Nebraska. He's right. We always win the offseason. We always hype him up. But as well, we should. There's nothing else to do. <laughs> so at least you get excited <laughs> for him. Uh, Jory says the basketball team has no identity. I couldn't tell what kind of anything they were trying to do. So no from him. Uh, Gus said the basketball product is so bad, I would take years of solid recruiting to bring it back to at least 500. Um, so again, mm-hmm. there's uh, not a high belief of, uh, of what's going on in basketball. To your question here, uh, somebody uh, texts and says, I think the best thing is to own Creighton. We need to get some of those Omaha kids here to Lincoln. 
all these kids who come to Nebraska don't care about Nebraska um, as I feel, for example, Facts. transfers there. So uh, that's kind of Facts. interesting. Uh, somebody labeled Nebraska ball fan, so they've got to be optimism, right? He said, I'm excited to see what the basketball team is going to do this year with a hometown kid coming back, playing the point guard, and having a couple guys on there that are high-level defenders. So there is a little bit of optimism out there in the text, <laughs> text line. More uh, not. More not, some. but at least somebody's <laughs> excited. And CJ says, yeah. uh, forget the portal, recruit, and develop, do better. So uh, a lot of different thoughts going there. Yeah. Good stuff. Thank you guys for tapping in on the Sarah Heyman text line as, as well as when you called in on the Honda Lincoln High. We always love to hear from you. Uh, thank you as well. And you're, as you're watching on the streams as well as tapping in there, we just love to hear from you because we can get in our own silos of our own thinking and our own mind. And at the end of the day, we still want to hear how you observe and, and, and perceive it. So nonetheless, hey, hitting the hardwood with Strick, we're here. We're going to talk about uh, what, what happened over the weekend. Uh, we have Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics at one and one in their series. But we're going to talk about what happened on last night. Uh, the Mavs are down 3-0. And uh, we know what that record is for those who have been down 3-0. It doesn't happen. So at this point, it looks like the the, the Golden State Warriors don't want to give up their dynasty as of yet. They, they feel that they've got the pieces. They feel that they've got the system. They feel that they're playing their best ball at the right time. And uh, they're doing damage. I mean, I, I look at it, Bach, as they're – the scheme that they're playing, they're not giving Doncic an opportunity at all. And they're doing the same thing. And they're basically showing high with uh, Stephen Curry. And he stays just long enough. They're either going to make him give up the ball. But it's like they're not finding that role guy. They're not finding that role guy. And then when they are finding the guys in the corner, uh, they're not getting consistent production. It's not like they haven't seen production because we saw – what the Mavs did in their previous series. But we're, we're, when you have numbers from Reggie Bullock at 0 for 10, mm. 0 for 7 from 3, you can't win because that's the shot that they're basically saying you're going to have to live with. Then you having the inconsistency from Dorian Finney-Smith. You have to have one of those two guys hitting buckets, period, to have some success. Nine points there. Your center is giving you nothing out of Dwight Powell. Jalen Brunson has been consistent some, but you, you know, that's not the reliability that you, you want to rely on totally. And Maxi Kleber goes 0 for 5. And then Dimwitty steps up. But at the end of the day, the shot that you're getting when it means something and it has to happen, you're not getting it and you lose by nine. And if he hits any one of those shots, this game can change. Well, on the other end, they got nothing. See, this is the this is what makes Golden State good for me, Bob. Is on this other side, Jordan Poole has been a beast for them throughout the playoffs. He plays almost 30 minutes, 20, 28 minutes in this last game. He's only two for four, and they still win. So you've got on uh, Andrew Wiggins, who's not only having to defend one of the best players on the court in Luka Doncic. But then he goes out and gets you 27 on top of that and then makes a poster of Doncic, which was a crazy oh, yeah. offensive call on that one. You're getting what you get out of Draymond Green. That's that's something. Kevon Looney, one game kills you, and then he only gets 10 points. See, that's what I'm saying. Then Otto Porter kills you one game, 
and then he's a no-show. But that's the thing they're getting is they're getting consistency from all across the board where the Mavericks is not. And that's why you're seeing a 3-0 lead. That's yeah, my perspective. And in my mind, you know, they've got a, a solid crew around Doncic, but not a Western Conference final crew around him. I think there's a lot yeah. of guys that at that level um, probably are playing up a role uh, as what would normally happen. And that just speaks to how good Luca's been. Um, uh, because, mm-hmm. I mean, he is incredible to watch as he's, like, putting up numbers at a, at a young age. We do this with everybody and talk about how old they are. But at 23, um, you know, he's he's really incredible in his playoff history so far. And, and it's it, it's really tough to get him out, um, as we're seeing. But, uh, yeah, just like an, like an offer from Reggie Bullock. You, you, just, you just can't have that happen. Um, there was a wide-open three at one point in the game where that would like a really, you know, kind of take it from nine to six or something late in that game. And then the Warriors are just so good. If you miss something, they'll, they'll put you, they'll put you to bed quickly because they can hit two threes on the next two possessions. The other thing about the Warriors that makes them so good too, is their free throw shooting is, you know, they, right. you just can't, if they have a lead on you late and you're trying to foul them to get back in the game, good luck. Um, because Jordan Poole's the league leader in NBA, you know, free throw shooting. And then your, your other options are Steph Curry, or Clay Thompson. You're going to have to foul one of those guys and you're, you're just not going to make a comeback. And Buck, that's where I'm, that's, that's one point that before we cross over to the next game, that's another point that I want to make is that, what you just said and how important that is as far as the, the team that the Mavericks are, they're better with a lead. They, their style of play of one. And, and, and what happens is Luca gets to overhandling and their style is good for a lead. It's not good for coming from behind. And that's where I think they found themselves in trouble because they're still playing a style in which they're not able to be effective except from a lead, especially when you're not hitting shots. Do you think, so, if, do you think if Luca does get that, you know, the big teammate, uh, you know, uh, the, the void of having that number two, Jalen, like I said, guys can kind of f- slide into their other roles. I don't know if Brunson will be back or whatever, cause he's going to get the bag or whatever, but you know, Dinwiddie or whatever, Maxi Cleaver, these guys can slide into the roles that make a little bit more sense. Do you think that they can, um, that they're going to be as effective with Luca not playing such ball dominant, uh, basketball. Do you think that he could fit in better, or is he kind of like a James Harden that we've kind of seen? That if you kind of take, you know, put him in a normal offense, he's not going to put up the same numbers. He's not as dominant. I, I think that's where their their inefficiency is, and I think that's why the game plan for the Golden State Warriors have been absolutely perfect. They're not in any form, shape, or fashion allowing Steph Curry to be on him. That's what the Mavs are trying to do, and they're not giving in. Then they're throwing the zone at you. And then you're not, then they're finding those shots, but they're not hitting. So it's like they're going to stick with the game plan. The game plan is not going to change until you do something to change it. Now you're down 3 0, so you're in trouble. So that's what I see. On the other side of things, the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat face off tonight, 8 30 Eastern Standard Time on ABC. And uh, it's a game three. Both of those first games, we found them in Miami. It's a 1 1 tie. Who is going to emerge and take control of this series as they go back to the jungle where the Celtics, uh, I'm, wait, let me, let me refrain from that. Um, they're going back to Miami. Well, they're in, they're in Boston. They're, they've actually, it's two, it's two, one Miami's up two one actually, because they beat Boston. Oh, it's two one. That's yeah. right. So it's game four. So there we go. 
So this game is actually in Boston. Oh, yeah, that's right, because my sister was there. That's crazy. Eastrick is, is, is yeah, I'm losing <laughs> it. My sister was at the game last night. I'm like, dang, oh. they were in Boston. Okay, but so yeah, it's it's uh it's a it's a it's a three or two to one lead. Boston has to basically, uh, they can't have Tatum play the way that Tatum played. Mm-hmm. Um, what was big for Miami Bach was Bam Adebayo got real aggressive, and he had a thirty piece with ten rebounds, six assists, and four steals. That came out of the woodwork, especially with with not having um, Jimmy Butler, right? Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that was phenomenal that showed up as to why they were able to get the job done was Victor Oladipo's defense, not just on Tatum, but v- very important on Jalen Brown. Their starting five, Bach, had 22 turnovers in a conference finals game, there's no way you can win if you have that happen. And and I think that's where their problems were, is that they were just turning the ball over left and right and just fell off the wagon. Yeah, and it was, it's interesting because this uh, this series just seems to be a lot about attrition and who do you have from game to game. We saw Kyle Lowry jump back in the rotation. I think that was a positive impact. Um, and then, you know, Tyler Hero's out for a portion of that game. He's out for tonight. Um, Jimmy Butler's out for the second half of that game. The the Celtics are doing the op, you know the same thing. Robert Williams is out here and there. Um, Marcus Smart is out for a portion of that game. I can't believe he came back into that game after he after that ankle. Yeah, yes. and then had Bam roll on it. I mean, it was just like there's no way I'd walk for like the next three weeks if that happened. I've to had me. that injury, Bach. I've I've had that. Yeah, and I, that second degree ankle sprain it stretches ligaments, and Boston's got to have the greatest uh, sports training crew on earth to be able or the technology is just way beyond its years from what I was playing because there's no way I would have returned and he wears low tops so it's not oh, like yeah. he has high tops to where it would have man go ahead Bob. yeah I'm, and it was, was it was just as bad as you can get because with his athleticism he was going for a putback and so it was a high you know high volume uh jump a lot of athleticism that went into it so I don't know how he came back but he's getting beat up every game uh, I don't know what you know what the toll is going to be totally on him if he can keep playing. Um, so we'll have to see. But ultimately, like you said, Jay, you know Tatum is is he a superstar? We kind of get to that question: is he a star or is he a superstar? And then at times when he's hot, we go, well, he, now nah, he's made it. He's a superstar, but he always has one of these games uh, every once in a while, and and that's what makes uh, you know it, it, almost everybody does. Like Chris Paul has a game where he disappears. Everybody's got these games. That's what makes the superstars phenomenal is that they don't you know disappear there. So he's still kind of working on. On that transition, and you're absolutely right. The biggest thing that stood out to me is Victor Oladipo just stole that game. Uh, Max Struess, for what it's worth, it, it was yes. the guy that hit the, the you know buried him with the three. So they've got they've got a, a deep. PJ Tucker's now. been big too. Yeah, but Oladipo's been really you know yeah. Jalen Brown did put up like thirty or something in that game, um, but he swiped him like he had to swipe him like four or five times in both games that Miami's won. There's been, you know, those three or four minutes where they're just swiping everything that Boston has, you know, to come out with them. So we'll see if that defense sticks up tonight. Boston uh, has played very well with their backs against the wall in the playoffs. Their backs are against the wall again tonight. They can't go down 3-1. Uh, and then, you know, they'd have to win the next three. Jason Tatum cannot have a game tonight the way that he played on last night and expect them to win. They still 
are, uh, I think if, you know, getting Cal Lowry, getting some solidification back on that. But I tell you what, there's no way, shape or form that they're going to win this series if Jason Tatum does not step up, yeah. period. And I think Robert Williams is, a, a, is, a, is was very much needed in that game, too. He's their only rim protector. So as good as their defense is, they're missing that element of it if he's out. But they there. only barely lost, and Jason Tatum played, and they right. had 22 turnovers. So if they just take care of that aspect alone, yeah. you can't you cannot give up those type of possessions and expect to win the game. I mean, that's, 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 that's a lot of possessions that you're having. But it shows just the effectiveness of their own defense. Uh, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially if they're turning those those turnovers into points and still to only lose it, by the way that, the, you know, what, seven or six points and still lose. But yeah. I think that's phenomenal in itself. But nonetheless, they're going to play again tonight and we're going to see how it goes down on ABC at 830 Eastern tonight. We got to take a break. and We'll finish off the segment talking a little bit about the softball team. We wish them well, but we'll come back right after this on the blog, 937theticketfm.com. 